Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good afternoon, hockey fans, and welcome back to another edition of Inside the Box. Uh, Pete Pugaga here, as always, joined by Mike Fornabayo. And uh, we're just going to cut to the chase. We, we're not going to talk to start the show. We have a great interview with current uh, Bridgeport Sound Tigers assistant coach Eric Boganecki, former West Haven youth hockey player who went on to play at the Gunnery, at Westminster, went to University of New Hampshire, Got drafted in the NHL, played in the AHL, the IHL, the ECHL, the NHL. Scored 20 goals in the NHL as a member of the St. Louis Blues. Won the a- second, won the AHL MVP and the second American to ever do it. Scored something like 38 goals uh, that season. Mike was awesome enough to get him on with us, and it was a pretty awesome interview. Uh, Mike, any, you know, any? I mean, I thought it was a great interview. He, he's he's that kind of interview one way or the other it's uh, that's that's bogey yeah he was great it was awesome so we're not we're just gonna cut to the chase we're not gonna fluff it we're just gonna say just listen to the interview it's awesome and uh it's pretty long so stick with it he's great from the beginning to the end we talk west haven used hockey uh greater bridgeport hockey we talked some pizza uh colony new haven this really nice place in west haven uh, no free ads but um <laughs> just listen to the interview it's a really good time and uh we'll catch you guys after now joining us on Inside the Box, West Haven native and uh, NHL player, AHL player, AHL coach, you name it, he did it. Uh, current uh, Bridgeport Sound Tiger assistant coach, Eric Boganecki. Eric, how are you today, man? All is good. Just trying to stay warm and yeah. uh, not freeze to death. But uh, other than that, yeah, today it's a good day. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little cold out there today. A little chilly, a little chilly. But uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time to join us. Uh, I know you're a pretty busy guy, but, you know, for those who don't know, Eric is from West Haven. Uh, some would say a West Haven youth hockey legend. Uh, <laughs> you know, what do you remember about those days playing uh, playing in West Haven? Well, um, I remember it was fun. I remember that, and it was—it wasn't a job or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it was just going to the rink, being a kid, um, you know, and and like I said, just lacing them up and going out with my friends and, and playing hockey. Um, afterwards, you you raid the snack bar, try to eat all the candy you possibly get your hands on, and and then go play some video games in the arcade, and and that's it. You would head home, but. Uh, you know, there's a 
lot of memories I have in West Haven, obviously, you know, growing up and following my brother who was four years older, uh, you know, I'd just go to his games a lot and, and watch him play and, and always wanted to do what he was doing. And, and that's kind of how it all started for me. And, and, uh, like I said, just my brother started playing hockey and I, I followed his footsteps and, and got into playing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, that's the, that's the best part about hockey is, you know, the first, you know, when you're younger and, you know, you're just playing for the, for the love of the game. And then, you know, after that, you're, you, you kind of traveled, you know, all around playing, you know, youth hockey, and then you go to the gunnery and then Westminster. How big of a decision was that for you at such a young age to decide to not go to West Haven High or any of the surrounding high schools and decide to go play prep hockey at such a young age? Yeah, well, you know, like I said, the my last year of youth hockey is when I made the switch to uh, Bridgeport with Wonderland of Ice, mm-hmm. um, and uh, at the time it was just called Greater Bridgeport Youth Hockey. But uh, you know, we were we had a, a decent team there, and, and we're just kind of building it. And and uh, you know, at the time, I think you were only allowed two transfers a year. Um, as opposed to now you can just go anywhere but um anyway so myself and uh, another player from hamden phil sprinsky were the last two guys to, to transfer there and uh it was a it was a great experience to go to the nationals and and pretty much win everything um so you know in that moment after that season kind of was the year where my my parents were talking about uh, sending me to to a private school and and the hockey and whatnot and all that stuff. So my brother was going to be going to the gunnery, and uh, you know, and like I said, it's just one of those things where they thought it was the best decision for me to go, not only for hockey but academically and. Uh, and obviously be able to play with my brother for the first time. Um, you know, they just saw, they thought it would have been a, a great experience, good idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, the prep schools up in the north part of Connecticut for hockey are, are you know, legendary at this point with some of the guys who have, who have gone to those schools and come out and have played at the next level. How was it getting to play with your brother, though, for the first time? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, it was, it was the only time we would have been able to play together. So um, that kind of, that played a big part of my decision. Um, and and we won, uh, I mean, I know we we're at the time the gunnery was division two, but we played a division one schedule. We played eight, I mean, we played all the top teams, but for some reason come tournament time, we, uh, we had to compete in the division two New England's, but uh, we, uh, we ended up winning the whole thing. And, uh, you know, when I have some great pictures of just my brother and I kind of holding the trophy and whatnot. So it was a really, really cool experience. Absolutely. I want to hop back quickly to that uh, Greater Bridgeport team. I mean, you you know, you're a young kid, and I don't know what kind of, you know, what kind of memories you make out of it. But what, what are some of the things that you remember about that run and about that team and some of those guys that you played with? Well, we're a close-knit group, and, and we're a lot of us were friends from just, you know, growing up from age eight nine years old you know so we kind of just grew together and and even though we're from different parts of the state um in the summers we'd always have these 
these uh, travel like travel teams, tournament teams, if you will, and we'd go and play in, in, in tournaments. You know, in Boston, a uh, couple times we traveled to Canada. You know, we did a few different things. So, like I said, it was a, a close knit group, and uh, we all kind of went on to prep school together. Uh, Chris Drury was probably the only one that that stayed and played at Fairfield Prep. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that, uh, that's a name. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so like I said, it was just kind of, you know, like we, we, we just had a – I mean, we didn't know how good we were. We, we knew we were good, but uh, at the time it's, you know, like we started with the States and uh, we had a pretty good idea we were going to, you know, kind of be successful there and win our state. And then uh, we went to New England's um, in Rhode Island, I believe they were. Edgewood, Rhode Island, and, and just kind of, you know, now you're playing teams, obviously, from Vermont, all over, Massachusetts. Uh, so we uh, we ended up winning that, and then the big one, the big dance, was the now you're going to play everyone in the in the whole country. So, and uh, it was being held in Chicago, and everyone kept talking about the Chicago Young Americans, how great they were. You know, they were the team to beat. They were the team that's probably going to win everything, and uh, and then we eventually ended up meeting them in the finals, the championship game, and uh, I don't know, it's probably our easiest game of the year, <laughs> based on the article, Mike. Right? I don't know. I got to reread it, but uh, yeah, we we blew them out. It wasn't even a game. Um, you know, I don't know if it was one of those things where it was actually us just getting really fired up pumped up for the game and going out there and playing you know like rabid dogs or i don't know but uh you know like i said it was probably the easiest win we had all year so well, that's not bad i mean to have the easiest win in the championship <laughs> yeah no it was interesting you know but um and, and like i said it was just you know that experience and you know a bunch of us all went on to play prep school hockey um you know and then from there uh, you know, not everyone ended up playing Division One. Um, you know, I think uh, Chris, myself, and our goalie Brian Regan were the only ones that played Division One, and the only three to to eventually go on to play pro hockey. Um, so, and our goalie Brian Regan only, you know, he had a brief stint in the American League. But, uh, you know, nothing too crazy. But like I said, it was just, you know, it's interesting to, to watch that team and see kind of where everyone ended up and to think only two players from that team played in the NHL. It's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, um, do you uh, do you still stay in contact with any of the guys on the team? I mean, the fact that you're – the way that you're, you know, telling the story back to us and, you know, with the names and everything, do you guys, do you guys still stay connected? Absolutely. Um, three of the guys um, – I probably text with on a daily basis, um, you know, Kurt Wilcox, uh, Jeremy Horner, those guys, uh, you know, Chris, obviously when I see him, we talk, uh, I mean, we don't really, uh, I mean, we cross paths when we're playing each other, Hartford versus, uh, Bridgeport, but you know, I mean, we're, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, it's, it's, I do still keep in touch with a few guys and, and, uh, you know, a couple times you run into a, a, a guy that you know was on that team but uh anyway yeah it's cool i mean it's fun and it, it still hangs in the in the wonderland of ice or rank and 
you know, every I'm in there a lot. So anytime I, yeah. I go in there, you know, it's just a great reminder of, you know, that, that year. So, so Chris doesn't make you go to colony pizza. No, uh, <laughs> he doesn't, you know, but, uh, you know, I do like the hot oil sauce. Oh, absolutely. That spicy oil. That's pretty good. I don't mind it, but, uh, yeah, yeah that's there's got, a lot of yeah, pizza that's be their best. around here. I, yeah, I think, so. I think the hot oil is the colony's best. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, you know, I'm, uh, I got a few places around my, my area that I, that's my go-to. Where, uh, like the New Haven area? Yeah, New Haven, Zoo Parties. Zoo Ooh, Parties in West Haven. West Haven. That's my uh, Zoo Parties in that's West my Haven. Go-to. Yep. All right, I'm going to have to ask my roommate. He No, my oh, roommate's yeah. from West Haven, and he's never mentioned okay. that. If we go pizza, really? uh, look, I'm, you know, you said this to me before uh, when I called you with my Long Island number. I'm a Long Island guy. When I grew up in Brooklyn, yeah. you know, I have high standards for pizza, so I only go to New Haven or Colony. Yep, no, yep, no uh, Zoo Parties is a good one, and then Modern. Modern's probably my next. Modern so is my favorite of the New Havens. It yeah. is. So it's uh it's good. <laughs> so you went but. you know, you did the gunnery, then you did Westminster, you know, four years at the University of New Hampshire, you got drafted, you're playing pro hockey, uh, stints in the AHL, the IHL, the ECHL, you break through in the NHL. What was it like, you know, after all that time, all that work, to get to then break into the NHL in 1999-2000 with the Florida Panthers. I mean, that had to be yeah, an no, unreal I mean, experience, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, my I remember my first game like it was yesterday. It was at MSG. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we I get the call, and, you know, it's just you're overwhelmed, you know, with it with excitement. You know, you're calling everybody, calling home, and, you know, everyone's excited. And uh, so we, uh, you know, like I said, I mean – when you when you get to that moment you just think of all the the sacrifice not not us as players but it's more your family your your parents your mom and dad kind of everything they've done for you all the money you know everything that go the traveling the, you know what goes into it you know so uh you know it's just a real special feeling um for anybody obviously to to just have that and i think if you ask a lot of players, they'll probably say the same thing. That's probably the first thing that comes to mind is just your mom and dad. Um, but, you know, obviously playing in front of all the fans, MSG, you know, first game, it was, <laughs> I was a bit nervous, you know, I didn't know what to expect, uh, you know, and, and for me personally to think back on my journey and just uh, at the time a small man playing in a big man's game, um, you know, to kind of, get there and make not necessarily make it but get there and it's you know it was a, a, a special feeling for me and um you know just a lot went into it you know it was one of those things where I always had to prove myself and can I play at this level can I play at that level can I play at that you know it's just it was never ending I, I had to prove myself constantly so um you know it took a while and uh unfortunately it was cut a bit short between lockouts and injuries but oh. at the end of the day you know, it's uh, it is what it is. You know, it was a great, a great experience. You know, you were known as a, uh, you know, you like to throw the body a little bit. Uh, yeah. In your time, was there a time when you went from like, or when you realized that, hey, you know, maybe I got to throw the body a little bit more if I'm gonna, you know, continue to play at the next level? And you know, you look at your numbers. I mean, you you know, youth hockey champion, and and you scored a lot of goals, but you also liked to throw the body. Was there a time when you were like, all right, I'm gonna be 
this kind of guy that's kind of going to get dirty in the corners and, and you know, throw the body and, and kind of ruffle some feathers? Yeah, no, I mean, it was always my game. It was part of my game, um, that Love style, that. you know. And, and a lot of it was, I think, I probably had a chip on my shoulder because of the, the doubt, if you will. You know, I mean, yeah. I think it was just something that was always in my mind, like going into a game. All right, you know, I'm going to try to go after the biggest guy, target him, <laughs> and try to hit him. And, and you know, just constantly, you know, prove the people. It's not going to affect me. You know, it doesn't matter. So, um, but like I said, yeah, it was just part of me. I mean, that's how I played. My mom would yell at me all the time. She was the one, <laughs> why do you have to do that? Why do you have to hit, you know, save your body and whatnot. So, um, you know, and then when all the issues happen, she's like, see, you dummy, I told you. <laughs> see, see, my mom. <laughs> you should have listened to me, yeah. See, my mom was like that too, but I, like, wasn't skilled like you. So all I did was yeah. throw the body. So my mom would actually either sit in the lobby or in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's safer, safer for them there. But uh, especially nowadays, yeah. You'd yeah. Be in jail probably. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, anyway, yeah. So it was like, like I said, it was just part of my game. And, and uh, you know, it was, a, it was a, my way of just being in the game. And, you know, I enjoyed the kind of the rattiness, if you will, and, and just kind of getting under people's skin and, <laughs> and uh and again you know hopefully score a goal you know but um you know and I, and I i do you know i think without that you know i'm probably just a a regular player you know but you know because of my size just having that that extra jam i i do believe it helped you know especially in that time absolutely you know do you think you play that same way coming up now if you were if you know if you're, you're a young kid today coming um kind of I don't know. That's a good question, Mike. Because I, I mean, my, the way the game I guess my, my gut would say yes, you know, but after seeing some of the suspensions <laughs> this year, yeah, I would say it probably change quickly, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you don't, you don't, I mean, you want to, you don't want to jeopardize the team right. penalty wise and you don't want to be suspended and lose money. And so, I would probably say, yeah, I would probably curb the way I played mm -hmm. and just kind of bring that down a notch. You know, it's definitely changed. There's no question. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I was watching an interview uh, from Chris Pronger. And uh, when he was on the uh, the rules committee, kind of the safety with the NHL, and, and uh, he, he brought up a great point. He goes, there was no rule in the rule book about a headshot right. or a hit to the head. Yeah. There's nothing, you know? So, you know, those things were, they, they, they didn't even, nobody really thought about it, you know? So, um, like I said, it was just, it, you know, probably because of the way the game was played, you just had to have your head on a swivel and be ready mm -hmm. at all times, you know? And I think that's a big problem today is guys just, they put their guard down way too much. And, you know, that's when the injuries happen, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, you look at what happened with us this year and a couple of our guys, I mean, those were great hits. They were just solid, strong hits, and they got suspended. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, we look at it, and you're just like, you're shaking your head, like, are you kidding me? But um, I don't know. So to answer your question, I don't know if I really did, but, yeah, I probably would. Like, I would, I'd probably change the way I played because there's no way I would have been able to get away in today's game doing some of the things I did. 
Yeah. Um, you know, there's no question I would have been suspended and, and definitely penalized where I got away with it, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a completely different game. Just quickly, I mean, for a guy like you said, you know, you threw the body, and you know, you 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 know, you took you took your fair share of penalties. You could also score. I mean, you know, yeah. Let's just throw it out there for people who don't know. Second only American to ever win the AHL MVP in um, 2001, yeah, 2002. Yeah. You scored 38 goals and you had 181 penalty minutes. <laughs> I know, and that was a talk. So they weren't sure if I was going to get it because of that. Are you kidding no, I, me? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but you know the I don't know. I, I remember the talk and and uh, Bill Ballou at the time was you know he was just like I don't know I don't know if you're gonna get it because <laughs> of the penalties minutes and stuff like that. But I think uh, I think when the vote came in, I, I think it was you know a majority you know ruled in favor of me. Uh, so well, that was awesome. Um, I mean, that was, but, a, that yeah, was an unbelievable you know, season. You know, and and like I said, it was kind of. You know, it was the the year that, you know, like I said, I was just whole. I'm like, man, if this doesn't happen after this year, I don't know what to say. I must <laughs> pack it in, but uh, well, you know, did thankfully I got a chance. Yeah, so, and you made the most of it. You scored 20 goals in an NHL season. There's not a lot of people that can say that. Yeah, no, we uh, like I said, I got a chance, and and Joel Quinville, <clears throat> you know, like I remember in the past, I got called up a couple times. He put me on the fourth line, and. And a lot of that, too, is, you know, when you talk about your style of game, you know, I get called up, you know, I'm, I'm on a fourth line, and you just want to bring energy. Yeah. You know, you, you realize, you know, who you're with, and you just, you know, whatever. I'm going to go run around, I'm going to hit, I'm going to bring some life, some energy, get the fans into it maybe with a big hit, and, and get off, you know. Um, so then Joel, you know, Joel gave me the – you know, the opportunity to play with, uh, at the time, it started with Corey Stillman and uh, wow. Peter Chianek. And, and then, you know, eventually our centerman became Dougie Waite. And, and like I said, it was, <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a great opportunity to play with some of the best players in the world and, and yeah. you know, and just kind of showcase, okay, I can bring the offensive side as well. Um, you know, and then unfortunately after that, it was just kind of, I had a, a shoulder, a wrist injury, a, a wrist surgery, I should say, a shoulder surgery, um, you know, the hip issues, and then the lockout, and it kind of, you know, I just never, never got back. The timing and, and just everything, the timing of everything was bad, you know. Yeah. Missing that whole year of hockey and not good. Yeah, no, it's definitely. Not uh... good for us. Unbelievable for the players today. <laughs> so <laughs> that is true that is true yeah. and now you know you uh, you, uh, you played uh in the ahl the nhl a couple different organizations you land with the islanders and the sound tigers and you know you play a little bit after that and then you come back and you know you're the assistant coach at the sound tigers you mentioned bringing the energy this is i don't know if mike told you this is a pro islanders podcast um okay. i my first job when i was 16 17 was sparky the dragon and yep. um, then I interned with the Sound Tigers for a couple of years when I was in college. And that's how I got to know Mike uh, okay. before we started working together. This is a pro Islander right. podcast. You've coached both Matt Martin and Casey Sezikis, who people say, along with Kyle Clutterbuck, is the best fourth line in the NHL. You talked about playing on the fourth line, the energy. What do those two, as having coached them, how have they gone from when you first had them to where they are right now in the NHL where they're 
you know, changing games with the way that they play on that fourth line. Yeah, well, every, you know, when you think of those three players, um, they're consistent game in and game out. And they played the same way in the minors that they're playing today, you know, and, and that's what makes them so special. And that's why they're having the success that they're having is uh, the consistency. And, and they just, they know each other, what they're going to do. They keep it simple. Uh, they finish hits. They cycle the puck. They go hard in the net. They do all the dirty things and they get rewarded. And, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing in hockey, you know, especially with all the analytics now, like people are, are basically trying to reinvent the game. But it's at the end of the day, the the people that win the one, their one-on-one battles and, and get to the net and shoot the puck and play hard, you're going to be successful and you're going to win. And it's, it's the game of hockey and it's been that way forever. And, you know, really it's not going to change. So it's, you know, like I said, when, when those guys go out and uh, over the boards that you know what you're getting and, and they bring that energy, they bring that life and that first shift and the Coliseum, they usually start every game. You know, the fans are, they're riled up to see them and, and they, they deliver every time, you know, they go out there and they bang and they, they, they bring the life. Oh, absolutely. They the energy in the building when they throw bodies is is second yep. to none. I mean, I I grew up like watching like Steve Webb play, right? So I was oh, like yeah, that Webby. like and that like that whole thing is just seeing them do it now all those years later is uh, pretty incredible to see. Yeah, yeah, Webby. Webby hit hard. Yeah, he, he was. was a... He missed. I remember <laughs> he missed me. We were in the Coliseum playing. I was with St. Louis and. I don't know where the hell he came from, but he came from the <laughs> the far blue line and just left his his area and just tried to kill me. And he thankfully I saw him last second and dodged him at the you know, and man, yeah, but he hit like a truck. So, so when you're in Louisville, what were your uh, first impressions of Brent Thompson? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, again, you know, that's a perfect example of you know, like Tomer. Tomer was always the captain everywhere he played. You know, he was always the leader, the captain, team first guy, and and would do anything for his teammates, you know. And, and uh, I mean, I kind of – I was aware of him. I didn't really know him or, you know, but I knew, you know, the way he played and what he was all about. So, uh, you know, when we first got there, it was kind of – we instantly became friends and we were hanging out and, you know, and, and – you know, Tomer being Tomer and where's his heart on his sleeve. You know, I mean, the guy was a, <laughs> he fought everybody, you know, he wasn't afraid. He played hard. And, uh, the thing with Tomer is there was no off switch. Even in practice, he would, he would play like it was a game, you know, and you're like, Tomer, I'm on your team, <laughs> you know, relax, settle down. But, uh, anyway, he, uh, Hey, he keeps urging yeah, it today. He's yeah. intense. Yep. He's intense. And, uh, and that's what makes him great is the way he he played is the same way he coaches, you know, with that passion and that care and, um, you know, that, that team first attitude. And he just cares so much about these guys that it, you know, I think they feed off it. I know they feed off it and, you know, and they just, they just play for him, you know. So um, anyway, but yeah, that, that's my impression of Tomer. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I don't know how many years later, but, uh, you know, we've been close friends ever since. And, you know, I've always stayed in contact and obviously have been coaching together for the last, 
I think nine years counting that year in Alaska. So, yeah, uh, that's absolutely wild. Did you ever think when you left to go to college and go play pro hockey that you would be back in the state that you grew up in? With you know, when you're playing pro hockey, you're traveling everywhere. Even when you're playing Division One hockey, you're traveling everywhere. Did you ever think like, hey, I'm going to be back in Connecticut? No, never in a million <laughs> years. And I think I, I probably told a lot of people I would never move back. But, uh, you know, my wife's from Chicago. And, uh, you know, at the time, um, I mean, I had, we our summer off-season place, we'd go to the Cape and, uh, and then to whatever city we were playing. But, you know, definitely had no intentions of moving back. And, um, you know, when the phone call came from uh, Gar Snow, and uh jack capuano you know about me coaching here it was just you know it was an opportunity that i couldn't pass up obviously so um i'm thankful i you know i got the chance to come home and and work here and just you know be a part of this and and like i said i mean this is our my eighth year i believe um you know and and just to see so many players come through here and grow and i'd like to think I had a, a part of helping get to the NHL. Um, you know, it's it's been a special thing. Did you ever think that you would, at any point, like when you were playing, where you're like, oh, you know what, I think I kind of want to get into this coaching thing? Yeah. No, I, I you know, I think more towards the end. Um, you know, I kind of did. Uh, you start to recognize, all right, your career, your playing career is coming to an end, so what's next? You know, what's the next best thing? You know, and I think anyone will tell you, you know, coaching is the next best thing as far as, you know, being in the action. And, you know, as a player, obviously playing is the best, but coaching is the next. So, um, you know, that's kind of when I started thinking about it. And I remember talking to Cappy a lot um, when he was coaching in Bridgeport and just kind of, you know, picking his brain about it. And uh, like I said, one thing led to the other. And uh, I went to Alaska with Tomer to – to kind of feel it out and uh you know it was it's just been a a steady progress from there steady climb i should say yeah i remember when you uh that was actually i think my first year interning when you uh when you and thompson took over and uh that was a fun couple of years you guys uh made the playoffs yeah uh had those really good goalie tandem it was pooling yeah. and uh Mike, who was the other goalie? Anders Nielsen. Anders Nielsen, had, uh, yeah. Casey. Yeah, Anders and, Nielsen. And we actually had Koskinen, too. Yep. Miko Koskinen. He was huge. All three. He was gigantic. Yep. But you and, guys had, like, Aaron Ness, Matt Donovan. I was, like, the little – I was Jamie's intern. I'd just run around in the locker room and yep. get players for the autographs. That I was know. Nice. So and, we, uh, and Brett would always yell at me whenever I was in the locker room. <laughs> he would call me Still the hairy. Oh, he, he would call cool. me the hairy intern because yeah. I had a beard. So <laughs> it wasn't personal. It's just Tomer. Tom <laughs> no, it was, Tomer. honestly, yeah. it was so much fun. Uh, those teams were great to watch. Uh, yeah. All the guys on the team. It was funny though because I was like older than most of them. I was like twenty-one, and they were all like yep. nineteen and twenty. They're like, "What do you do in Connecticut?" I was like, "Well, you don't go out in Bridgeport." Yep, so. exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's like I said. It's been a lot of a lot of guys, you know that played there obviously and you know to see their success and some guys have gone on to Europe and been successful and, and you know, that like Rhett Rakshani from that Rhett first Rakshani, year like, yep he's you know he he's still playing in Europe so David Olstrom um, Dolly he Man. somehow made it he's back here in America <laughs> League I heard he's in uh Tucson, Tucson, was he yeah. Tucson oh, so. wow. I don't even know 
yeah so uh, you know it, it's it's awesome you know yeah. and now you know i i watch the islander games and you see the little interviews and i see casey with his baby <laughs> and his kid and you're just like yeah. man you know how time flies it's so, it's but, absolutely uh, wild um just one last question and we'll let you go thank you so much for your time again Oh, no How worries. important, you know, and what do you remember that much about playing youth hockey in West Haven that really helped you become the person you are today and just the hockey player that you were to be able to go play Division One hockey, prep school, AHL? I mean, you you know, you, you made it to the peak. You played in the NHL. Yeah. Which is not, not a lot of people can say that. And, and how did your time in West Haven playing youth hockey help you get to that point? Yeah, well, I think it, you know, my squirt year – uh, I had a coach by the name of Pete Limazzani and uh, he's no longer with us, but uh, Pete would probably be thrown in jail if uh, he was coaching today. <laughs> so, but I always remember him screaming in my face, spit flying everywhere and, and just kind of, you know, swearing and, and we were scared to death of him. So uh, he was the guy that kind of, you know, would yell at me if my shifts were too long or, you know, whatever, play defense, you know, all that stuff. So all the things you hear in hockey and, and Pete was that guy that just held everyone accountable and, and especially at a young age. And, uh, you know, I think he was the guy that kind of really woke me up to a lot of things, you know, to be like, okay, you know, this isn't just a pond hockey game that, you know, as a young kid, you, you play, you know, but, um, you know, he was he was the one that kind of implemented, you know, a little bit of a system and, and like I said, holding people to it. So, um, but that's probably my biggest memory um, as far as the coaching side of things and, and just really taking my game to a different level and, and waking me up to, you know, reality, basically. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> do you ever, you know, now that you're back uh, living in Connecticut, you ever catch yourself, you know, going to any high school games at West Haven, heading down to Bennett Rink to catch some games? Yeah, no, it's been, it's hard, you know, because oh, yeah. we're, we're playing every weekend usually. So, um, you know, it's hard to get to see some of those games and, you know, and it's, like I said, I, I don't, I mean, you know, I, my connection to the high school, I don't have one you know, yeah. West Haven high school. Cause I just never attended that play uh, school, but we, you know, it's hard. Like I said, at the end of the day with my schedule, I just haven't had a chance to even, you know, accidentally see a game, you know? <laughs> so, nah. <laughs> but absolutely understood. Uh, Eric, thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough for not only taking the time, but you know, uh, having some fun with us. We uh, really do yeah. appreciate it. Thanks, Anytime. Eric. Thank you, Pete. And uh, Mike, I'll see you tomorrow. Indeed. And, and maybe we'll run into each other at Colony or Modern, huh? Yeah. Or Zoo Parties. Zoo Parties. <laughs> Zoo Parties. I will go. Yeah. I will tell Mike, and Mike will we'll uh, and Mike will let you know, okay? All right. And I'll meet you there because I like to eat. All right. Sounds so. good, Coach. Thank you so much. I really <laughs> do right, appreciate guys. it. Thanks, Bobby. All right, thanks. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you again to Eric Boganecki. Uh That was an awesome interview, Mike. Thank you so much for setting that up. Well, it was I, your idea, so... Uh, I know it was my idea, but... I just sort of saw him in the dressing room and was like, hey, you want to come on the uh, podcast? You remember Pete? <laughs> I don't know if he remembers me. I was there, I think, right at the beginning when they first took over my internship years. My, I think it was one full year of Cap, half year of Capuano, when Tomer took over, mm -hmm. and then... My last year was Thompson's first full season, I believe, 
when they went to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that one year that they won the division, 11-12. Yeah, that was 11-12, yeah. The year before yeah. was the year that uh, Cappy won. Yep, 10, 10, so that was my Pat Bingham took over. Yep, Pat Bingham took over. that year. And then, yeah. yeah, and then Tom So I was there the season before Capuano went up to the Islanders. Mm-hmm. That so was that was my first year. Right. Yeah, and oh, they, they made the playoffs last year. Year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then my last year was the year they won the division and lost to uh, the Connecticut Whale in the first round. But I got to know Eric and Brett well when I was there. I was the, I was the media intern who would run around and just grab the CDs of the highlights and bring them down to, to, to Brett and Eric after the game and – I used to always see Mike in the hallway ready ready for his interviews, and I'd have to grab the guy who would go do the uh, interviews. Excuse me. He would sign autographs after the game, usually guys who were scratched, but it was always like just keep my head down, try to avoid Eric and Brett at all because I did not – I just wanted them to not know that I was there. <laughs> nothing against them, but I was just like, if just they don't to... see me, there's nothing they can yell at me for. Yeah, they they probably find a way though. Oh, Brent did. Yeah, Brent did. Brent did for sure. Tomer, Tomer liked to point out that I had a beard. As but, Eric uh, pointed out in the interview, Tomer is pretty intense. Oh yeah, but like a fun intense. Oh, like like with Capuano. Most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. when Capuano was there, Capuano was one of the nicest guys in the world. Like he used to come back after he was up in Bridge uh, with the Islanders, and you'd always say hi. Remembered everyone's name. His kid actually played Torrington Titans baseball. The summer that I, one of the summers I was working in Torrington, so I actually got to see him again. Uh, really nice guy. But Tomer was kind of like energy, always like walks in, big smile. Hey, 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 you know, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. It was, yeah, it was a great time. And the fact that they're still there is just speaks volumes to how well the two of them have done in terms of not only winning in Bridgeport, but developing talent to play in the NHL at the next level. And we got to talk about guys like that, which was pretty cool. Going back to, I remember walking, sorry, I remember walking Casey Sezikis to interview, uh, to autograph tables. I was there. I remember when he turned 21 and they were like, where do we go out tonight? And I was like, you don't go out in Bridgeport, guys. <laughs> like, I remember one time I was walking back with, with Aaron Ness and Matt Donovan. They were like, hey, we went out to this place. And I was like, why? And they were like, yeah, it was really weird. Some guy got like a dart thrown at his face and like stuck in his face. And I was like, yeah, guys, don't go back there. <laughs> I was like the old, I was like 22 at the time. So I, they were all like kids. And they're like, where do you go out when you turn 21? I was like, Milford. You go to Milford, guys. All right. You don't go out in Bridgeport. But right. it was cool to talk about that stuff. And thank you again, Eric, for coming on because that was. That was cool. I there's a guy. This is look at. I mean, look at what he's. I mean, we had Todd Hall on here earlier this year. Another guy who has played at such a high level. Eric got to the NHL. Look, Eric scored twenty goals in the NHL. Okay, there's not a lot of guys who can do that. Almost two hundred games in the NHL. AHL MVP. I mean, it should, it should unbelievable for a guy who's five eight. Yep. You know, we talk about his size. He brought it up. Thank God. Because I don't want to be like, hey, you know, because like I, I'm, I, he's my, him and I are the same height. He's obviously a million times the athlete I will ever be, but uh, it was cool having him talk about it, being like, this is what I had to do to get here, and I think that speaks volumes. Where it's like, look, even if you are this really good player at this, you have to be good at other things, and I think that that speaks volumes to anyone at any athlete who's trying to do anything at any level is like, just because you can score goals, you got to do everything else. you got to be able to skate. you got to be able to throw the body. you got to pass and do that. So it was really nice to have him on and talk about it. Uh, we really hope you guys enjoyed it. And now we're going to actually get into a little uh, a little high school hockey. Um, right off the bat, uh, there was a big game last night. Uh, 
Darian, New Canaan. They always get together. Uh, Darian, number two, Darian staying alive again. Wins in overtime, uh, three to two, four to three. Because I got that wrong. Four to three over New Canaan. And this is, we've said this since day one. It's Ridgefield up here, all alone. Pitcher it. Just close your eyes. Really, really, really at the tip top of the building. And then all the way down at the bottom floor. And like the middle of the way is Darien. And then all the way at the bottom floor is kind of everyone else trying to figure it out. So it's nice to see these other D1 teams kind of playing really good games. Um, but I think consensus Darien is the number one team, uh, the number the number two team in the state. Probably there's still some good support for Northwest Catholic, though. Still waiting to see uh, how that all shakes out with them. The boys but, in the north. Uh, yep. But, uh, yeah, it certainly does seem like like Darien but it's has nice made a pretty good case for itself with its couple of good games against Richfield and, uh, and finding ways in most of the other games. Yeah, it's nice to see them compete. Uh, with with New Canaan. New Canaan, I think, is a very good team. I think they're very underrated. Uh, they play well in all their big games. So that was a big one. Uh, we'll jump back even to last weekend. I was at Lyman Hall. Sheen. You want to talk about a height? Like, I was at Hamden, West Haven the week before, throwbacks, alumni, the whole thing. And there was a lot of people at for Bennett. Lyman Hall, Sheen, yes, it's only one side. They packed the entire stands it was standing room around the around the rink standing room up top by us it was awesome energy. i want to talk about a great atmosphere great energy matt pettit said he scored he scored the first the eventual game winning goal the first goal was three nothing and he's like i couldn't hear anything like that's an awesome high school hockey cool. environment experience um they play at northford later this year which i hate when they play at northford i yell <laughs> I don't yell. I talk strongly to Lyman Hall Athletic Director uh, Steve Baker uh, every time I see him because I'm like, why do you guys play here? Why? I have to get, you got to get there like three hours early to get a spot up top for, for us because like their parents will go up there and they'll be like, oh, it's the best view. And it's like, yeah, get out. <laughs> um, but that that game was wild. Uh, three nothing, Lyman Hall. I think this Smets Lyman Hall is the best team in Division Three. I know Daniel Hand is playing awesome, and you guys got to get out of my mentions. I know <laughs> that line, that Daniel Hand is playing that well. I know they do. I love the Tigers. Coach Gonzalez has done an unbelievable job. That said, you cannot pretend that seven to two didn't happen. You can't pretend like it didn't happen. It's fair. Got to do you know. <laughs> hey, if if they are. Two best teams in the state, and they'll probably do it again. At some oh, point. yeah. I but, mean, uh, I ex- highly expect maybe, maybe, maybe in the twice. SECs. Yeah, sure. they might meet in the SECs, and I hope but, that they do. They're two, yeah, the I think they're the two best teams in Division Three. That said, there is no, this isn't like football where it's like, well, Hand and Greenwich, like, how would they play? No, 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 no. Lyman Hall and Daniel Hand played, and Lyman Hall dominated them. It was 6 nothing after two periods. And yes, Hand is better than they were then. Lyman Hall also hasn't lost since then. Lyman Hall's on a nine-game win streak, or after the Sheen game. I don't know if anyone even played this week because of the snow. So that was great to see two of the best teams in D3 go at it. Lyman Hall, convincing 3 nothing win. I mean, Sheen played well. Andrew Sacco stood on his head, mm-hmm. played excellent, uh, got them the win. Uh, Matt Pettit scored, TJ Rudini, and I believe TJ, if I am correct, is a Big Islander fan. Is that right? I believe so. It's the only reason why he follows me on Twitter. 
Obviously. Obviously. And then Kyle Roberts, one of the best, if not the oh, best Kyle player Robertson. in Division Three, uh, with the empty netter with two seconds left. Uh, and then he did the... Just for the dagger. He did the uh, You Can't See Me, John Cena. Just was waving his hands <laughs> in his face towards the Sheen uh, crowd. But it was awesome. It wasn't like they were both really good fan bases. And they're both very respectful. Like, you know, there was... Fun at energy. no point... Yeah, at no point were you like, they're going to, like, fight. Like, no, it was awesome the way that both schools handled it. It was really cool to see. I mean, I've seen it a lot. Uh, between these two schools and they just do such a great job of, re- of representing their high schools and they're very respectful they both still do the we can hear you chant mm-hmm. and I said this on the football pot Let, let's throw that chant out because you're saying we can't hear you because they chanted something right okay so then you clearly heard them like let's just throw that out that's crap that's trash that's garbage get out of here get more become more clever you guys are they're, they're high school kids. They're, they're supposed to be sarcastic and witty and clever. Come up with something better than we can hear you. Um, but there were a couple other good games. Uh, where, oh, my God, I'm going to be honest. Where were you this week? Where was <laughs> with I the snow week? and everything, my <laughs> head is all over the I place. I was in Springfield this week. Um, oh, other right. than that, did I, where was I Saturday? Oh, I had, uh, no, I, I had Sunday. Who had Prep Hand? Not Who us. Had prep Hand. Prep Hampton. We we covered it. I don't know. Mm, yeah, I'm drawing a blank myself. I was kind of following along. It's Twitter. been the snow, but you know, Prep one one forty two. I mean, and uh, and uh, the Jesuits are coming along. I actually talked to Matt Sather a little last night, uh, just to kind of flesh some things out after they beat uh, Malton Catholic. And you know, he said uh, Jake Walker. He didn't, he didn't Walker didn't play last night, but he said Walker's really come along, really come into his own, and. Uh, and, you know, he's kind of taking taking control of games. You know, he, he had he's been making big saves all along, but he's kind of making the the, you know, the right plays, getting saves, the communica- yeah. you know, communicating well, you know, getting a whistle when they need a whistle, that kind of thing. Well, and a couple of the a couple of the defensemen who've, who've uh, you know who are new to the position, he said, have really kind of developed. So that, you know, they're they're kind of you know the possession game is a little stronger. They're you know they're, they're moving the puck, they're outletting, and and, and no. uh, that's helped a lot as well. You know, last year Fairfield Prep had a goalie in Jack McGee who was lights out from start to finish. Uh, he was the um, all area MVP for the New Haven Register, well, all state selection by the New Haven Register. I mean, the kid was just an absolute stud. Filling those shoes, filling those pads, hockey lingo, um, is hard. And uh, but they are they're num- they're sitting number 4 in the poll right now. I don't Creeping know if I'd want to play them. They play Ridgefield later in the year. Mm-hmm. Very excited about that game. Excuse me. Yep, that will be interesting. But Fairfield Prep's back. I'm putting the official stamp that Fairfield Prep is hashtag #back and I wouldn't want to play them the rest of the way unless I'm Ridgefield. I still truly think Ridgefield is the best team in the state. I don't think Full disclosure, if we were picking right now, I think they cruise to a Division One state championship. Ridgefield? Yep. Yeah, I don't even think that's not unreasonable. Yeah. I think um, that they are the best team, and if Coach Gallagher is listening to this, he probably hopes that none of the guys on his team are listening to this, but they are the best team. That that Fairfield prep game would seem to be the one regular season you know, hurdle to, yeah. to that 20-0 season. The biggest one at the very When is that? Can you, can you tell the listeners when that game is? That game at the Winter Garden is February 13th. Okay, good, because Pete also didn't know, so Pete's going to put that in the schedule. Two weeks from, from this uh, this week. All right, good. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be here this weekend, so I will be back. But yep. um, we got a nice little fun at the top. I mean, this is when the D1 tournament gets awesome. 
you got teams like New Canaan it's going to have to go maybe on the road or something. I don't know. Anything like that. And then you got Guilford and Watertown up there at D2 battling it out. They played. Uh, Mike was at that game. They beat Watertown Pomperock 5-3. First time Pomperock, Watertown Pomperock has allowed more than three goals all year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really good win for Guilford. They're figuring out how to stop goals from going in, which is pretty awesome for them. Um, you know, I just did that story on JBWA a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. And they're like, yeah, we'll see if any team can score with us. And it's like, okay, well, when you get to the playoffs, you have to stop the buck. And I think JBWA is doing a better job of that, and as is Guilford as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. Richfield's still the number one team. Uh, we'll just jump quickly into next week, and then we'll wrap up, or at least this weekend and next week. Mike, what kind of what uh, what are some of the games that really jump out at you uh, coming up? Well, I'll be at uh, Hamden uh, against uh, Notre Dame West Haven on uh, Saturday, late afternoon, early evening uh, rematch of. Uh, Earlier season game, overtime game, I believe, was that one. I think, uh, what was it? Notre Dame came back to win that game, if I remember right. So I should probably, <laughs> I should probably do some research. Um, but yeah, that should be an interesting one. You got uh, NFI against Guilford on Saturday, which uh, should be interesting. A couple teams that have been, uh, you know, it's, it's a D1 versus D2, but a couple teams that are, you know, right in, right yeah. there at the bottom of the pole there. The N- NFI needs nine, to stop tying teams. It's true. Four, two, and four. I mean, come on, it was guys. amazing. You know, I was I mentioned I think in the in the poll this week. You know, a couple of years ago, North Haven had five ties, and that felt like it was incredible. And here we are, halfway through the year, and NFI's got four. I'm I'm sure, I'm sure they're not thrilled about that. <laughs> Points a point, but still. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, hand. Oh no, that was. Uh, God, I'm I'm all over the place. Yeah, the snow it. has really thrown everything off. It does, it does. The other game on Saturday that I'm real interested in is LaSalle versus Xavier because it's LaSalle's last chance to impress the Connecticut voters. If they're really the number two team in Connecticut, this is their last chance. Honestly, I'm surprised no one's voted for them yet. I know. You know what? Really shame, shame on the high school poll voters for not voting LaSalle in here. Sad running gag. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> Just sad on them, but. We don't want to keep you guys here too long, so we're going to go. We're going to go start our weekend. Um, some of us are going to hit the mountains, get a little, get a little you know, shred some gnar on the skis. There you go. Uh, no, I'm actually really, really, really bad at skiing. Well, at least you won't be working. Right? That is true. I won't be working, so that's good. I'm going to enjoy this. We will have this out for you guys as soon as possible. Go to games. Um, go enjoy high school hockey. Share this with us. Actually, yeah, while well, I got you, go on iTunes. Uh, search Game Time CT. Subscribe to our page. Go down to the bottom. Rate us five stars. Leave us a comment. Tell us how great or awful we are. Any last words, Mike? We talked way too much about pizza today. Yeah, we definitely did. I have to get some slice on the way out. Have a good weekend, guys. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>